world. It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen. Coming at you Monday through Friday, every single weekday. So start your days with it. Make it your first listen. Tell your friends to do the same. It's Locked On Blazers, your team every day. Let's get this one out of the way. (sighs) That sigh is the sound of a deflating, disappointing, ugly, just gross weekend that ended with a loss to the New Orleans Pelicans, which was not competitive on the short list of the Blazers' worst losses of the season. And perhaps a signal that it's time to put a bow on it because this thing is a wrap. Talk about that game which was a absolute dud to close out a road trip after maybe one of their best performances of a year where they led for 47 minutes and 58 seconds, 58 and some change, really, before Joel Embiid hit a shot with a second left to win in Philly and spoil a great game on Friday. Talk about both of those games. I want to ask the question, What are we doing here? Because when I watch the Blazers, I don't know. No, I don't know. What are we doing? What are we, the viewing public, even watching? And what are we, the royal we, the trailblazers, doing here? What's going on? That's what we'll do in the second segment. To close the show, this season has pushed us to a point where we need to ask sort of bigger, bigger questions about what's next. Plus... I get to watch some college basketball, I think, coming up. There's that There's that to look forward to. Let's do what we do first. Fastest recap in the West. Blazers go into Philly, game five of a six-game road swing, and they play freaking great. <laughs> it's one of the worst parts about this weekend is they played, they played legitimately great against Philly. Uh, they're up 37-29 after one, uh, 71-56 at halftime, a 15-point lead on the road, 71 points against the once, the, one of the best defenses in the league. Anthony Simons returns from an ankle injury, and you get to see the, the version of the Blazers at their peak, which is that they are so freaking scary on offense. It's like... We're going to score 65-plus in every half, so if you want to come to the party, this is what it's going to look like. And Ant, Ant's going nuts in the first half. The Blazers lead by as many as 21 in that second quarter, 15 at the break, and they, they kept Philly at bay, even with a charge in that third quarter, led 96-85 heading into the third. You knew it was going to be a ball game. It was an 11-point game. It's like only 15 at, at halftime, 11 points ahead in the fourth quarter. You knew this was going to come down to it, but through three quarters, Avery Simons had 29. Jeremy Grant had 22. You are seeing the, the version of the Blazers that can be really special the zone defense that they deployed a ton of like a it's like a it's like a 2-3 the way NBA has to play 2-3 because you can't camp out in the zone so it's like functionally a 2-1-2 two, two. Um, but I think it has two, two, my, in my opinion some 2-3 principles the zone is awesome the zone's awesome against Philly they're really figuring out they're making it tough they're up 10 with 5 minutes left on the road, up 10, 5 to go. Can you close it out? The Blazers have struggled in close games. They've given up more double-digit leads than any team in the league. They're about to do it again. Over the next four and a half minutes, they go field goalless and and Yusuf Nurkic misses four free throws. And even after all that mess, you can't score. You turn the ball over, taking some tough shots. Uh, during that stretch, Dame goes 0 for 3. Anthony Simons goes 0 for 2. Your best players are shooting the ball and they're missing. Your best offensive players are shooting the ball and they're missing. But... Even after all that, even after all that, and Philly ties it up, 
They, they uh, force a turnover, an offensive foul on James Harden. They come down and score, run a pick and roll, accept the double team, get the ball to Nurk. He uh, sidesteps in the paint. He draws a foul on uh, George Niang and one, makes a free throw. now one of four down the stretch from free throws, but he's made the one that counts up three with a minute left. After all that nonsense, a stop away, a stop and some free throws away, but Tyrese Maxey scores, Damian Lillard turns the ball over, and Philly has one more chance. They first go without taking timeout, then they decide to take a timeout. Joel Embiid gets it in his office, right at the 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 that top of the key inside the three-point arc. He loves to operate from there. Really hard to double team in the middle of the floor. It's gonna make him take a tough step back shot and hope he misses. He doesn't swish. Philly gets their first lead of the game with 1.2 seconds remaining. Portland can't get the ball in bounds cleanly, do, do not get a shot off in the final second, and they lose 120-119. That's your fastest recap in the West. Amphrey Simons in his return, 34 points, made eight threes. Jeremy Grant had 24, Dame added 22, and 11 assists. 14 off the bench for Cam Reddish. Uh, Nurk, 11-5-5. and five. They played freaking great. <laughs> they really did. They really played well in this game. So... Maybe they found something. Maybe they found something. Maybe they're, you know, 39 from Joel Embiid, the MVP-level dude. Um, he hits the big buckets. Uh, I will say down the stretch, Philly did something interesting where they took uh, Joel Embiid off of uh, Yusuf Nurkic a bunch as the primary defender, and so then they they were putting him as the help defender, which meant the Blazers, for matchup hunting purposes, were having someone else set the screen to get Joel Embiid in the mix. And I think that little chess match hurt the Blazers' offense down the stretch. It was nice nice work. And also, Joel is just, he's, he's a tough defender. And, and um, make a couple free throws, get one stop, you win your game, you get your be- you're probably your best win of the season. Instead, you got to salvage it in New Orleans on Sunday. They don't. Damon Lillard does not play on Sunday. Uh, nursing a calf injury. Uh, this was not in the injury report. This was this just um this just came up. He showed up. Okay, Dame's like uh, day of the game. Dame is not going to play. The Blazers are weird with injuries, so it was always going to show up day of the game. But right calf tightness ruled out. He's not playing. But on the other side, Brandon Ingram's not playing, and Zion Williamson's not playing. So it's CJ and gang versus Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant and the gang. This is an even game against a team that is coming into coming into the night. 32 and 35. Excuse me, 31 and 35. Blitz are 31 and 36. If they're serious about where they want to go, this is a game you go in on the road, six game of road trip, hard game for sure, but an evenly matched team. And if if, if you believe all of the stuff they're saying about how they're going to try to make the push to the playoffs and all this stuff, and, and this is a game you go, you need to win. Or be somewhat competitive. And instead, the Blazers give up 42 points in the first quarter. They turn the ball over seven times. They play eight minutes of competent basketball in the second quarter, but they do not close the quarter well. They're down 20 at halftime. It gets out of control, and they get embarrassed in the third quarter. They go into the fourth down 109-73. It's over. Both teams clear their bench. The game is the game is straight up fully decided. Fully decided. Trey Murphy's doing whatever he wants. He's clowning, scoring a career high. The Blazers are like, he's the hottest dude in the gym. He's he's pretty hot. Not Honestly, he only had 32 points at this point through three quarters. So maybe he's not the hottest dude in the gym. He's just one of the very hot dudes in the gym. 
he certainly he's certainly very warm with 30 through three quarters and they just straight up do not guard him on a three then he gets he starts to get a little bit confident comes off Nazir Little shoots a gap on a three he makes another one then Trey Murphy because he's feeling himself hits a third this one contested three in a row career high 41 109 73 after three ball game who cares Fourth quarter is garbage time to the max, and the Blazers make it a little closer than it was, 127-110. They don't score 115 points. They did not have a chance to win. Um, Thanks for listening, Blazer Broadcasting. The Blazers did score 115 points against Philly, and they lost. I appreciate y'all for the graphic. Uh, What are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to play a little better. That would be one thing you could do. Amphrey Simon, 17 in this game. Yusuf Nurkic scoreless in his 10 minutes. 11 for Cam Reddish, 7 for Jeremy Grant, who got hit in the eye, cut on his eyelid, looked terrible. Matisse Thibel, 10. Shaden Sharp, 14. Most of that coming in garbage time. Uh, the bright spot in this game was Trent Watford had a good shift in the first half and then didn't get to play um, bizarrely after halftime. We'll talk about that in a second. 22 from CJ McCollum, 16 from Herb Jones, including a monster dunk. Great night from Josh Richardson, but the star of this game, Trey Murphy, 41 points, 9 three-pointers. Not a competitive basketball game. Not a competitive basketball game. It makes you think, what are we doing here? And I don't mean this to be like alarmist, right? This was a stinker, crappy game. You know, the end of a road trip. All of all, there's some, there's some sort of like, there's some this happens type of stuff in this game. Uh, New Orleans shoots 19 of 40 from three. They did not play competitive basketball. They didn't play competitive basketball. Uh, the defense did not. The defense did not make it to the Smoothie King Center. They did not make it to the blender. They, they did not compete on the defensive end. And I don't want to sit here and say, okay, the Blazers got absolutely thrashed against the Pelicans. I'm going to freak out on this podcast. Um, to some extent, like maybe freaking out on this podcast is what fans want, right? Um, but I, this is, I do I do not want to be theatrical for the sake of being theatrical. I want to be honest about where this team is. What the heck are they even doing? What is this? Like, what what is going on with this team? Let's try to answer that in the second segment, because honestly, what are we even doing here? <laughs> I don't know. I'll try to make sense of it. Join me in the second segment. But first, let me tell you about Price Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. I play Price Picks on the the app, but you can also play on PricePicks.com. I got a whole bunch of sports you can choose from. I prefer basketball because I'm an NBA guy. How it works is you pick between two and six players on every entry. You can even mix mix and match sports if you're feeling lucky and you feel like you know a bunch about the NHL and the NBA this time of year or the MLB. When when baseball starts up here at the end of March, you are just picking between the projections set by Price Picks. They pick a statistical line and you pick above or below that line. You can win up to 25 times if you go six for six, but you can pick your odds. You can pick it, pick your wager, win four out of six, win five out of six, and still get some money. And right now, if you go sign up for Price Picks as a first time user use that promo code locked on you'll get up to a hundred dollars hundred percent deposit match that means put in a hundred bucks give you a hundred bucks put in 50 bucks they give you 50 bucks so don't wait go take advantage today that's prize picks and be sure to use that promo code locked on all right so what are we doing here what are we doing here what is this Let's. I'm going to talk about the Pelicans game a little bit because uh, this is what the show is. It's a daily show. Uh, you know, 
every weekday. So this is the game that happened most recently. But I want to put into context sort of the um, frustration. Maybe you are feeling, and certainly I'm feeling as someone who, who watches this, um, watches this team and <laughs> makes a lot of uh, content in his basement. Um, I'm laughing because I was feeling really optimistic on Friday night with about five minutes left in the fourth quarter that this was going to be a fun podcast. And boy, does it feel different now. The notebook got filled up with different things. Here's the notebook for those of you looking at home. The notebook looks a little bit, a little bit different. Let's not overreact too much to that Pelicans game. Let's just, let's just set the table though. What are we doing here? They're 31 and 37 after this loss. And... The Pelicans game was a stinker, but they opened the road trip with a stinker in Atlanta. They (laughs) beat Orlando. They beat Detroit. They get walloped by a Boston team that's way better than them. They barely lose in Philly, and you start to say, like, you squint. Every Simons is healthy. Okay, okay. They followed up with this stinker with, admittedly, no Damian Lillard, but that team shouldn't have, uh, you know, they shouldn't have been down 40, basically, to the Pelicans, right? Down 35 after three games over. The real truth is they're not tanking. Tanking is intentional. Tanking is playing young players. Tanking is pulling veterans. I don't think Dame Lillard was held out for competitive reasons. I think he has a calf injury, right? Like they just tried as hard as hell to win on Friday night. If you can tank, is that the way you treat is that the way you treat the game in Philly? Jeremy Grant played 42 minutes of that game. Damian Lillard played 38. Ant, coming off an injury, played 29. That is not a tanking team. But I only say that because this isn't tanking. This is a team that's not good or maybe incompetent. They're 31 and 37. You don't need to overreact to Sunday's game to see that this team has not been good since the calendar flipped to December of 2022. We're in the middle of March. It's been a long time. This is just a bad basketball team. This is small T tanking. You don't need to try to tank. You don't need to play. You don't need to play youth and look to the future and develop all these parts. You can just put your team out there and they won't play hard enough to compete for in an NBA game and they will get thrashed or they'll just get overmatched in in Boston or they just won't be able to guard DeShante Murray in Atlanta. Since the All-Star break, they have not beaten a non-tanking team. I mean, I don't know. Orlando's probably not a tanking team necessarily, but they they got 3 wins. <laughs> they got 3 of them. Houston Dame Lord scored 71. Orlando and Detroit. Losses to Sacramento, Golden State, New Orleans, Atlanta, Boston, Philly, and New Orleans. When they play competitive teams, they lose. It's not tanking. This is just losing. Here's why it's not tanking. Shane Sharp played four minutes of the first half, three minutes and 39 seconds. Three minutes and 39 seconds. If you are tanking, you put your prize Rookie out there to play some freaking minutes and get useful minutes. Coming out of the All-Star break, I, I thought Amphrey Simons was going to miss a longer period of time than he did. I'm glad that he's back. He's a, really, he's a very good basketball player, and I really enjoyed watching him go nuts against the Sixers. It's fun to watch. He gets hotter than most other dudes can get in the league. But if you're going to get thrashed, why is Shaden Sharp playing three minutes and 40 seconds in a game you're down 20 on the road? What are we doing here? Why is he playing less than Ryan Archidiakono? Sure, you need a point guard to get organized. 
You're not organized. You're down 20 on the road in New Orleans. The one bright spot against New Orleans was a small ball lineup that got the Blazers a little bit of juice going in that second quarter with Trent and Watford playing in the middle, a lineup that they played freely against Jonas Valanciunas. They said, it's okay if they're big. We're not afraid. Drew Eubanks played eight minutes in the fourth in the third quarter. The only thing that went right in the first half, they went away from it in the third quarter. What are we doing here? Tanking would be defensible. Hey, hey, you got to this point. You're not very good. You need to get a high draft pick. What if you juice your odds and end up with a really high draft pick? What if you win the lottery? All these things, right? It would be defensible. It would stink. I'm not in favor of, like, I don't, I wouldn't enjoy it necessarily. I think losing on purpose stinks. Um, (laughs) But it would be defensible. The NBA has incentivized teams to lose on purpose. I don't think there should be, I don't think necessarily should have a problem with it. Quite frankly, it's, it is what it is. This isn't tanking. This isn't intentional. This is just a team that stinks right now. And they haven't been good for a while. The hope that was there briefly on Friday, it makes me feel like in Philly, Joel Embiid hits a step back over Yusuf Nurkic from 19 feet or 20 feet or whatever it was, just inside the three-point line. A sliding doors moment on the season. If you win that game... Do you play, do the guys come out and play with absolutely no heart on Sunday? Or do they play with a little bit of juice, even without Damian Lillard? Do you need Dame's uh, flavor of leadership to get folks to play hard and play with focus? If this was just one stinker of a game, sure. But at this point in the season against that team with with the implications for, hey, this is pretty much like you're not catching these 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 gentlemen in the standings. Like this 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 group is going to finish ahead of you. If you had any if you had any dreams, a a a beat up New Orleans team that that has not been good over the last thirty games. They have been straight up bad as well, missing their two best players. And like you can even throw Zion out of there, missing their best player Brandon Ingram, relying on Trey Murphy, who who's had some moments early in the season when he looked like he's re- going to be really good, but he scores like 15 points a game. So maybe he bumps it up a little bit more because he can play more minutes and he can play, score like 20. What are we doing here? If you're non-competitive with your veterans in, what are you doing here? If you find something that works, what are you doing here? All of these questions and the season they've had brings up bigger questions. Not just what are we doing here, but like, even if the plan is perfectly executed to the way they see it happening this summer, will that matter? And I don't, again, I don't want to be alarmist. I want to be real about where, what we've seen. Let's talk about those bigger questions because I think you got to ask them at this point, right? I think you got to ask them. But first, (laughs) but first let's talk about protein bars, Okay. Built bars are good. I like them. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four net carbs, personal favorites, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. Uh, they, fuel, they fuel you up. They're covered in 100% chocolate, so they, they can give you a nice little boost to your blood sugar without overloading you with just four grams of sugar on 
average. Plus now available at Walmart's and Sam's Club. So you can go to a store and buy a pack for yourself. Get a box of four of them. Find out what you like. Go back. Buy the big box. A box of 13. Make it happen. Then you'll you'll enjoy them too. Or go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15. Save yourself some money. Find out if I've been telling you the truth all these years. That's built.com. All right. Still pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You're still listening to Locked On Blazers. And did I screw up the intro to this um, to this uh, segment? Yes. Yes, I did. I did do that. Everyone's having a tough Sunday. Everybody. Everybody. Even podcasters limping to the finish line. The, the road trip that the Blazers just had hammers home kind of where they are. You can look at the schedule and say, woof. You can look at the schedule ahead. You knew this was going to be a tough road trip, right? Uh, I think for me... When they had, you know, 15 of 19 at home in January and didn't take advantage, it was like, okay, <laughs> I think we know what this team is, but it's undeniable now, right? They're just not good. They're just not good. Uh, th- three wins since the break, none against competitive basketball teams. The NBA season shows who you are. The Blazers are not good, but... I don't think that in and of itself is like super alarming. In fact, the GM and to Damian Lillard to some extent at the beginning of the season tried to say like, we hope to be competitive, but we might not be talented enough. Joe Cronin basically said exactly that when the, when the season started. We might not be talented enough. And I thought it was honest and somewhat refreshing to hear him say that. Then he goes into the all-star break or into the trade deadline. I, I like the acquisition of Cam Reddish and I, I like the acquisition of Matisse Thibel. Um, I, I think Thibel's got some offensive limitations that have been exposed and Reddish is a little inconsistent, but when he's good, he has a lot of interesting skills. And I think if he was in a lower minute role, he could maybe maximize some of those interesting skills. An intriguing player. Overall, a pretty, pretty solid deadline. You get a first round pick from the Knicks. It's like, hey. When you look at where they are and kind of what they're doing, like they're trying to be competitive and this is what they are. Again, not it's not capital T tanking. This is this is just <laughs> run-of-the-mill incompetence. Uh, when you look at where they are, it brings up the bigger questions. And the bigger questions are, are they really one move away, even if that move is massive? Even if that move is 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 a, it like an all-NBA type player? Let's let us... Let us just close our eyes and join Damian Lillard's Instagram feed where he's posted a couple pictures of Joel Embiid. Throw Joel Embiid on this team. They are probably in the championship conversation, right? I think that's true. I think even if you give up something like Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons, a Dame and Joel Embiid with Jeremy Grant is probably in the championship conversation. Short of that, short of one of the MVPs, and like that is an incredible long shot, right? Like, uh, Philly needs to kind of crash and burn and James Harden needs to leave and blah, 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 blah. Like there's like a million steps between here and there. But let's let's join J- Damien Lord's Instagram dreams. Join his social media dreams of posting pictures of him and Joel Embiid at All-Star. Short of that, short of adding an MVP, is there a move that could get this team into the like contender conversation? I don't think I see one necessarily. Even if you're into like, if you're a believer that Carl Anthony Towns or Jimmy Butler are gettable, which I think are the other sort of big names that could conceivably out th- be out there. Get some better. 
But I think they've shown this year that they're pretty far away. So you get the star move. I'm not even, I'm not a big, like, I don't think Towns and Dame is a very good pairing, personally, but let's say you just get, like, amorphous, very good two-way star. You get, like, Jimmy Butler of three years ago. Jimmy Butler, uh, aging serum, gets a little bit younger, comes here. He's, like, ideal. That version of Jimmy Butler's ideal. 2019, 2020 Jimmy Butler, ideal ideal player to play next to Dame. So you got that. Say you nail the uh, a couple role players. Are you in the championship? Are you a title contender? Or are you a step below that needing to get better? I would think you're probably a step, step and a half below that level with a, with a need to get better. So then you got to nail it again at the trade deadline. It just seems like they're really far away. And that's what this season has made me question. The questions get bigger because it's like, okay, okay, this, I just thought this group was going to be more competitive. And maybe I didn't listen closely when they told me they weren't going to be. Maybe I thought they would be, you know, be around 500. I thought they would have more competitive months. They have not had enough competitive months to make me think that they're close. And I think the other big question is here is like, if you believe in the roster, and I think you can, I don't, I don't think, I think if you are, a stronger believer in the roster than I am. If you say like, Mike, you're dumb as hell. Did you watch Friday's game? Anthony Simons is one of the best offensive players in the league. Damian Lillard remains one of the top five offensive players in the league. Jeremy Grant, when he's on, is a two-way force. Uh, if they figure out what to do with either, you know, get Nurk healthy or get a, a center upgrade, they add another piece or two off the bench. Shaden Sharp takes a step and they're there. They're there. Has Chauncey Billups shown you he can coach a team to a, at a high level? Not for me. Not for me. Um, I don't necessarily think that Chauncey is like deeply overmatched. Like I I think I've seen some people say like he's just like stupid. I, I don't like he doesn't know how to coach. I don't think that. I am more worried about games like Sunday where his team did not appear competitive. I am worried about the the not even the blowing leads. It's the fourth quarter like crunch time moments when it's like th- this is sort of when when teams, when tough teams play well, I'm not sure the Blazers are tough. Like, I'm not sure that they embody the toughness. And the defense, which has, gets obvious caveats. The, the, the roster's not particularly good on defense. But to be one of the five worst defensive teams still. What are we, what are we doing here? So, this has been pretty doom and gloom through the first 27 minutes of this bad boy. And perhaps this is what you needed because you needed to uh, you you needed to hear someone keep it real with the Blazers, hold their feet to the fire. Let me tell you, they don't give a they don't give a hoot what you what I say down here. Uh, some people do listen, though. I've watched the broadcast. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thank you for listening too. If you're this deep into the show, I want to, as I am want to do, to find some joy. I'm not sure I have it right now with this group. So I'll leave you with this. The NCAA tournament starts on Thursday, and there's a lot of scouting ahead of you. You can find out who the Blazers might draft with the number nine pick in the 2023 NBA draft, because this team ain't making the playoffs. It's time to watch college basketball, and the most fun month of college basketball is here.
One team that I care about not going to be participating in any way, shape, or form. But guess what? Thursday morning, you could wake up, you could watch hoops, you watch again Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you could watch basketball games and care about the Blazers. You just just don't watch their games because they got tough ones this week. Knicks, Celtics, Clippers, eight of their next nine at home. Starts hard. It might get a little darker. <laughs> Here's the good news. Here's the good news. I think they can, I think legally, I haven't checked the rule book, um, but I think two things. One, there's no rule that says a dog can't play. And two, there's no rule that Shaden Sharp can't play 30 minutes. We can believe, we can believe if we if we all hope as hard as we possibly can, we could probably see Shaden Sharp play 30 minutes at some point this season. I, I don't know what it's going to take, but believe if you believe, that's all, that's all you can do. <laughs> all right, thanks for listening. Let's let's close it with a sigh too, shall we? <sighs> Come on, Blazers! Nobody wa- nobody wanted it to go this way. We're left with a lot of big questions, and I am left rooting for Oral Roberts. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.